This is the Week in Addiction Medicine, a podcast resource of timely news and top stories brought to you by the American Society of Addiction Medicine, ASAM. Today is Tuesday, July 26th, and I'm Claire Rasmussen. Our lead story this week is in CDC Morbidity and Mortality Weekly Report and is titled Drug Overdose Deaths by Selected Sociodemographic and Social Determinants of Health Characteristics. This CDC report found that during the pandemic, racial disparities in overdose deaths widened, increasing by 30% from 2019 to 2020, and with rates that spiked higher among Black and American Indian and Alaska Native populations. The increase in deaths were broadly driven by illicit fentanyl. The vast majority of people who died did not have evidence of past treatment for substance use disorder. Next is a study in psychiatric services titled A National Retrospective Study of Antidepressants Effect on Overdose and Self-Harm Among Adults Treated with Opioid Analgesics. This study examined whether antidepressant treatment reduces risk for overdose and self-harm among individuals with a history of depression. The study found that the individuals in question had a significantly lower risk for overdose and self-harm after taking antidepressants for at least six weeks. The authors recommend universal screening for mood disorder among individuals receiving opioids. A new article in The Lancet is titled Population-Level Risks of Alcohol Consumption by Amount, Geography, Age, Sex, and Year. The authors discuss two quantities that are relevant when devising alcohol control policies. First, the theoretical minimum risk exposure level, which is the level of consumption minimizing health loss from alcohol for a population. And second, the non-drinker equivalence level, which measures the level of alcohol consumption at which the risk of health loss for a drinker is equivalent to that of a non-drinker. The authors examined 22 health outcomes to estimate the two quantities and found significant disparities, with younger age groups having lower levels of theoretical minimum risk exposure as well as non-drinker equivalence level compared to older adults. Some 1.03 billion males and 312 million females drink higher amounts of alcohol than the non-drinker equivalence level. Our next article in Drug and Alcohol Dependence is titled Solitary Alcohol Use in Adolescents Predicts Alcohol Problems in Adulthood. The study found that solitary alcohol use among both adolescents and young adults prospectively predicted alcohol use disorder symptoms at age 35, particularly among females. Next, we have an article in PLOS Medicine titled Associations Between Moderate Alcohol Consumption brain iron, and cognition in UK biobank participants. This study had three aims, to characterize the dose-response relationship of alcohol consumption and brain iron, to investigate whether alcohol influences brain iron via changes in systemic iron levels, and to explore whether higher brain iron represents a potential pathway to alcohol-related cognitive deficits. The study found that alcohol consumption, even at low levels, was associated with higher brain iron in multiple basal ganglia regions, and that when higher basal ganglia iron was present, poorer executive function, fluid intelligence, and slower reaction speeds were also found. These findings suggest a potential mechanism for alcohol-related cognitive decline. A new study in e-biomedicine is titled Appraising the Causal Role of Smoking in Multiple Diseases. 
In this study, the authors examined multiple disease categories, including circulatory, digestive, musculoskeletal, nervous, endocrine, eye, and cancers. The authors found a causal linkage between smoking and increased risk of abdominal aortic aneurysm, peripheral artery disease, pancreatitis, epilepsy, rheumatoid arthritis, polycystic ovary syndrome, esophageal cancer, head and neck cancer, and lung cancer. Our next article in JAMA Psychiatry is titled Methadone-Involved Overdose Deaths in the U.S. Before and After Federal Policy Changes Expanding Take-Home Methadone Doses from Opioid Treatment Programs. In response to the COVID epidemic, the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration allowed states to request blanket exemptions for methadone treatment. The authors examined trends in overdose deaths in relation to the blanket exemptions to assess their impact. The study found that overdose deaths not involving methadone continued to increase past the policy change. However, the rate of overdoses involving methadone did not increase. Next is an article in Substance Use and Misuse titled Buprenorphine Compared with Methadone in Pregnancy. The article found that in multiple studies, buprenorphine had more favorable outcomes compared to methadone for factors such as birth weight, birth length, and risk of prematurity. Because of a high potential for bias in the studies, the authors urge caution in interpreting the results and call for larger studies. Our final article, titled Associations of Tobacco Cigarette Use and Dependence with Substance Use Disorder Treatment Completion by Sex and Gender and Race and Ethnicity, is in Journal of Substance Abuse Treatment. The study found that 75% of clients smoked at intake for a New York City-based agency for substance use disorder treatment. The study also found that clients who smoked were less likely to complete treatment, with 39% of smokers completing treatment compared to 47% of non-smokers. Neither gender nor race or ethnicity significantly affected completion rates. This concludes today's episode of This Week in Addiction Medicine. Remember to subscribe to the ACM Weekly for more exclusive content and our editor's commentary, delivered every Tuesday. Be sure to check us out on social media and ACM.org. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week.